0: Oh my God. (laughs) Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily.
1: And my name is Andrew.
0: And uh, (laughs) we promised this wasn't recorded in December, despite the fact that for you listeners, Andrew is wearing a Christmas sweater. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Uh that I brought to him last weekend.
1: Yep. It's uh it's super comfy. I'm not yeah. gonna
0: lie. Yeah, those are they actually really were really soft and comfortable. I wore mine a lot.
1: I couldn't bring myself. It says the, the care instructions are like, "Yeah, go ahead and tumble dry low" cuz it's not like regular sweater material I'm like. Well, now that feels wrong, so i ended up line drying it anyways.
0: Smart. Smart. Yeah. Probably for the like, best. Yeah, that was fun. Andrew and I actually got together in person for the first time. Like, we've seen each other in person since the pandemic.
1: Indeed. But like, Huzzah.
0: But, like, outside briefly to, like, drop off, pick up stuff.
1: Yep. Like, in passing.
0: Not, like, for hangs. So, it was nice.
1: Agreed. We'll do it again sometime.
0: Yeah, see? We're friends maybe, in real life.
1: <laughs> maybe, uh... Maybe by next time we'll have this place cleaned up well enough to where we can jam.
0: Yeah, you know we had our professional organizer come by yesterday and clean out the garage a little bit, this main walkway, mm. and our big main um, closet area downstairs. And man, they had their work they had their work cut out for them. But yeah, fair love enough. Our love our professional organizer, man. Highly recommend
1: well, it. I uh, I I might I might cave and go that route because I don't know we'll see.
0: Yeah, really recommend it. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, there there are some times in in your life where you're like, I should bring in someone who knows what they're doing. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of when you're when you're working on amplifiers, <laughs> and sometimes when you're. Organizing your house. Totally. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, hey,
1: uh, what's new with you?
0: Uh, nothing I can talk about until tomorrow, or I guess um until Tuesday later in the day. So, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. yes. I guess you've probably seen the emails, but it's exciting and cool. And check out the demo on the YouTube, people.
1: What? I, I haven't seen a thing. What? I don't, I don't know what you're talking mm-mm, about. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Nope, I, uh, I'm completely oblivious.
0: Yes, too bad. I
1: am faultless.
0: Yes, well, it's an email from Valentine's Day. It was the last time we had a back and forth going, so.
1: Ooh. Yish. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just continue. I'll just continue to pretend like I'm a, I'm I'm perfect and I know nothing.
0: Yeah, since we release this episode um, like closer to midnight on the Tuesday, and the actual release isn't going to be later until later in the day, I'm not gonna spill the beans.
1: That is mighty considerate of you.
0: Also, I always work under just the like the just in case. Like, what if they push it? Then I have to push the whole episode. Yep. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but um, yeah. it's it's been fun. It's been real fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, how about you, dude? Anything new?
1: Uh, other than that sweater, doing yeah, the sweater's pretty great. Uh, after doing some reflecting, I'm going to return the 25 foot cables.
0: Is it because of what Steve Rao said in the Discord?
1: Was part of it. Ah. It's also it's just the realization. It was like, it's what they had there. I'm like, oh, like I can deal with it. In the back of my mind, like for some reason, I was like, I see it. I would like to have it. And it was kind of that, like, it's in front of me, proximity bias. And then I realized like after we recorded the episode, like they don't just sell 25 foot cables. It's just what they happen to have on the shelf. And I could order it online from somewhere else.
0: Yeah. In a
1: size that makes more sense for my rig.
0: And you could get orange cables in any length from, like, sorry cables.
1: That's also true. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to return it. I've got the receipt, and I work near Guitar Center, so I'll just go back on a a lunch break or something. Yeah. Sorry, guys.
0: It's too much cable...
1: I'm trying I'm to worried, I'm It's worried been so long.
0: High, I'm worried about the is high it policy a, laws. I don't
2: know, I'm not
1: going to do that. I think, what is it? It's the return receipt, like punching into the green screen is like an 11 transaction. It's like oh, the number you punch means. in. There's like, what kind of transaction you're putting in, it's like there's a number code attached to it. And uh, okay. I want to say it was 11 to <clears throat> initiate a return, but I'm blanking out now.
2: Okay. I am
1: so sorry. i gonna I thought I turned that off. Uh yeah, so that's what's new with me. Um outside of that, it's uh oh. This is also what's new with me. So we've got you gave me this book.
0: Yeah.
1: it's very uh, exciting. Cool. And I was reading through it and I realized we that there's we all saw th- it. There's a handful of songs that I, uh...
0: What, the, what Andrew just held up for the podcast listeners was a book about Nirvana I've probably had since high school that I gave to Andrew.
1: There's songs in here that I didn't realize Nirvana wrote. Huh? And I guess, like, I like I thought, like, I've listened through most of the songs I'm trying... I'm gonna have to, like, go through and, like, fig- figure out what I'm missing. Was I a like... bigger
0: Nirvana fan than Andrew was?
1: It's possible. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I suppose. Like, I had, like, bootleg stuff that I bought at county fairs and state fairs and shit like that.
1: There's some super cool stuff in there, so I might have to go on a Nirvana listening binge. Mm -hmm. Especially since I'm 27, you know? (laughs) Cautionary tale.
0: Sure. (laughs) Okay. Um. Yeah, well there's some some new stuff happening in the in the gear world. Some new drama.
1: Drama? Drama Lama Alert.
0: Old for friends for sale, uh kind of shit. Um the guy who ran gear supply company and in, straight into the ground and took a lot of money with it is back. And Somehow,
1: um, Palpatine returned.
0: So let's talk about gear supply company. Gear supply company started in Florida and moved to Omaha and they found a lot of success um, having a business model that was essentially rebranded guitar strings that were like basically Everly rockers. So basically rebranded Everly rockers um, put their logo on mass produced Delrin guitar picks um, other things like that. And they had kind of a marketing A strategy and branding that was like cut out the middleman which is funny because they were kind of literally a middleman right uh and they had a subscription service and they tried to sell the subscription on the idea that you should be changing your guitar strings every month no matter what and that their prices were so good that you could afford to do so and yeah by insinuating they were cutting out the middleman they kind of made people feel like that they were making their guitar strings I don't know. It just kind of felt really um, disingenuous. And they started releasing more products, cables, straps. I actually still have some of the straps. They were really, really cool. Um, I still have a bunch of the picks. They were nice. They're like, nothing wrong with them. Um, But things really went to a head when they launched a Kickstarter for some guitar pedals. Mm. So at the earliest level, you could get. Guitar pedals for 125 bucks. They had a compressor, a mm-hmm. tremolo, a harmonic tremolo, a, a medium, light drive, a light drive, and a medium drive, and or a medium drive and a light drive, depending on how you look at it.
1: <laughs> but where's the dark drive? Is it a large drive? <laughs> oh my god! Um, is it a so, is it a grande drive? Grande. It's one of the, the questions of the universe will never know. So what was the next level?
0: We're making coffee roasting jokes now. <clears throat> um and these the Kickstarter deliverables kept getting pushed back. And Gear Supply had gotten really big in the praise and worship guitar circle. I'm not positive how, because I wasn't part of that circle. So maybe Andrew can elucidate us a little bit.
1: Uh I mean Targeted marketing yeah, was a big part of it. Uh, the price range uh, was price range made it very accessible for folks who care a lot about spending their money in a, um, uh, like being good stewards of their money. And so like, oh, like this is a way that makes financial sense for me to be able to bring my best every Sunday.
2: Fresh mm-hmm. rings,
1: reasonable price. I mean, uh, and then just some targeted artists like representatives in the, in the worship channels online uh, made mm-hmm. for easy converts. So.
0: Right. And Josh himself quite religious.
1: Right. Member of the uh, CCM community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, who he was dating. Married to married to. Was... Maybe he
0: was married.
1: Right. Yeah. At one point in time, there was a romantic entanglement off the top of my head with some famous ECM leader's daughter. I don't remember the full details there, but like there is a, there's like a level of clout involved. Huh? This dude's a big shot.
0: Oh, wow. And his dad's some famous like cartoon, like political cartoonist in Omaha. Like, so he's not like just a nobody. Sure. Um, and so the Kickstarter, things kept getting pushed back. He would use language like have some grace. He kind of really pushed the buck on the builder, um, who, like, I think this was like his first big project. The builder, who, you know, as far as I know, never really got compensated, is my understanding, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. A lot of alleged in this story, but everything I've said so far is, you know, factual. As far as the timeline. Uh, so the sure. Kickstarter. Yeah. And then it kind of comes to a head on Black Friday. By now, nobody's gotten a pedal, as far as I can know. Uh, some people have played them, including yep. the uh, original third host of this podcast, who was in Omaha, had played yep. some of them. So he can attest that they exist. And he, this other third host was active in guitar influencer spaces. So I assume that's kind of why he was brought in to attest that they exist. I yep. think it was probably pretty smart marketing on Josh's part to get somebody who he knows is going to, you know, say his praises. To use the language of the church a little bit, uh, and but still nobody's really gotten their pedals. And then on Black Friday, Josh lists them all for sale on the website for ninety nine dollars. They were $125 on the Kickstarter. Nobody's gotten them yet. So not only at this point have you been waiting like nine months past like when you were supposed to have your pedals delivered. Now people from what you can see can just buy them for $25 less people include myself included got mad i think i yep. got a 50 dollar gift card and i spent it immediately because i'm like this is a business that is cannot possibly be existing much longer sure so i'm like i'm not hanging on to this i'm just going to i don't even think i need this shit i'm like going to just buy like what 50 dollars worth of picks yep. strings guitar cables <laughs> and because like this it's not things that aren't going to go bad
1: yep like cash in uh, and run
0: so i did and I don't know if a lot of other people did as well, <clears throat> but that's when you started hearing more about people not getting the general things that they order, not just the Kickstarter stuff because yep. eventually and actually pretty shortly thereafter, I did get a pedal. I got one of the mm. two pedals I ordered from the Kickstarter, but not, not both. the others, not both. And not the other things I was supposed to get in the Kickstarter, like the swag. Yep. And, um, swag. Which actually, maybe I did get a hat. I don't remember. I think I, I didn't want a hat.
1: Oh, yeah. That's my other what's new that I didn't want is you gave me the Gibson hat.
0: Oh, I did. I definitely did.
1: I was going to wear, I forgot I was going to wear that, but, um, I don't it's think I got myself to do it.
2: It's
0: for the best. It's for the best. A Fender shirt with a Gibson hat. It's for the best.
1: Um, Ooh! See, there we go. It's conflict. So
0: I never got my other pedal. I got the first one. It was fun. It functioned. It turned on. It worked.
1: It, it was a light harmon- drived. It,
0: boy howdy! Uh, boy howdy! It sure was a harmonic tremolo. Uh, mm. And I I think I ended up selling it for like seventy five bucks, like a year later. Um, yep. But a lot of people never got anything. And that's when people started complaining that they weren't getting like the normal stuff that they were ordering cables, strings. People were saying I had money taken out for my string subscription and I didn't get my string subscription or I can't cancel my string subscription because I'm like one of the original subscribers and I'm not in the normal portal. Like I have to email and you're not responding to my emails it yep. started to look like nobody was working there anymore except for Josh. Right. Like before it had been a host of other people. And yep. if you looked at the LinkedIn, it didn't look like anybody else worked there anymore. Um, and this is just my recollection of how things went down as someone who was a customer and following it really closely because I had money in it and it was waiting.
1: Oh yeah. And people for- in the, the workshop form started to catch up they're like, People are like posting the cautionary, stop ordering from them, uh, start like, ch- call your credit card companies and challenge the charges that you're getting, um, report to the BBB.
0: Yeah, like disavow uh, any charges from this company if you're being auto-charged every month and can't cancel, like that's the only way to yep. stop it. Yep. Kind of thing. Um, Yeah. See if you can do a chargeback. You're probably not going to get the money back from the Kickstarter because it's been more than six months.
1: Right. And it takes a lot to get the worship community. uh, Like, honest to goodness, it takes a lot to get the worship community (laughs) to get upset enough to, like, to bypass the, well, we'll just give some grace here card.
0: Yeah, because That extends pretty far. Because previously, I know from what I'd heard, if someone had been like, this seems like a one, like either a weird business model or – um someone had complained about quality or someone had before talked about how it's kind of weird that he's just kind of throwing the builder under the bus for the deliverable being deliverables being laid on the pedals right people would eviscerate that person in the comments you know
1: it's just the, it's not me it's um, him
0: yeah. Or like, Hey, you got to give it some grace. like, give, give it some grace, give it some grace. Like I, how yeah. many times did you see that in relation to gear supply company? And it's one of the reasons that like part of the gear community seems just so susceptible to fraudsters. Sure. And it's probably why Josh continues to work with people who are in some capacity in that community.
1: Yeah. So he's worked with at least one other company in the last couple of years that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of branding. Just, yeah, he was doing branding work for CNZ Audio. Mm-hmm.
0: They're still using those pictures, just reusing them. Bless you.
1: <clears throat> and uh, yeah, uh, so now it, his LinkedIn updated and somebody was paying attention and noted that they he's working with Chaos Audio just yeah. based out of what Panama Beach in Florida mm-hmm.
0: Yeah and that's where gear supply started and Yep How did they launch their product? A Kickstarter There's probably one other person mm-hmm. in the gear community community less qualified than Joshua Katerba to bring your Kickstarter product to market and it's the Debbie well, ever console. Sorry,
1: I mean, yeah, you are not wrong. There is there is no getting around that.
2: There is um, no getting
0: around it. Like you've been bested by exactly one human being. Like, congratulations. The bar is in hell.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: but I mean, we'll, they're, we'll always, see. they're always they're always young companies because C and Z Audio was a high school project, essentially, yep. like a homeschool high school project. Yep. And, and chaos audio, the kid Landon started the idea when he was 19 or something. So like a college project. Sure. So these, these are kids who were too young to kind of remember this because this wasn't too long ago. It was like what? 2016,
1: 2017, 2017, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like,
1: I mean, that's five th- years,
0: five years. Yeah. Five years. is like, why would they have known all this stuff happening? So I was wondering, like, why, why Why didn't they just Google him? So I Googled him, and I don't know if – do you know what negative SEO is?
1: I, I, I sort of do, yeah.
0: Yeah, so negative SEO is the idea of you can pay somebody to basically bury bad news stories about you and boost positive ones. There's not – there are not a lot of negative – if you Google Joshua Katerba or Josh Katerba, the The person who owns gear supply company and that's not private information. It's not private that he's working with chaos audio. It's on his personal LinkedIn page. Like it's been confirmed by chaos audio. So we're not like this yep. guy. Made, Josh made himself the face of his own brand. So I feel pretty comfortable naming him. He like nothing bad comes up really. There's a BBB page, but since Gear Supply Company was so long ago and their BBB doesn't really keep complaints past 12 months, there's really nothing there. Uh, there are a couple Reddit threads if you look up Gear Supply Company, but right now there's a different company called Gear Supply Company that sells like tac- tactical gear or something. And it's a completely different company, has nothing to do with sure. Josh. So it's hard to Google it. And yeah, one I, of
1: his top results on the on the, just searching his name is like a interview he did with Arizona Green Tea in 2012.
0: How? How? And how I, is that possible? Other than like, how is that possible that that is what comes up over negative stories about him and Gear Supply Company? Did nobody cover? I did. Did publications? I don't, I don't think that there are like exposés that are written in the gear community when maybe there should be like, there are other communities. I don't think that we do a great job in the gear community, having actual publications, write about people who rip people off or who don't uphold their end of the bargain. Because I think we do want to extend for lack of a better word, grace to these people for some reason. And there are a lot of potential legal ramifications of, um, Allegations against people. You know, the fact right. of the matter is, Josh ran a failed Kickstarter. He ran yes. a failed Kickstarter, he ran a failed business, he ran a business that continued to accept orders that had a web store up where you could still put in your credit card information and order straps, strings, cables that were never going to ship. And we we also know that he told people that he wanted to make it right privately and never did and never did and he also never reached out to people to whom he owed money and products in any capacity in an attempt to make it right you can also look up and see how much money he got in ppp loans yeah yeah you can look up how much money he got in ppp loans for his uh, studio photography businesses Someone else so, said that I didn't, so I'm not going to say the number. But it is like more than more than <laughs> more than I got when I needed it.
1: Sure. So. so, I mean, I think the takeaway there is, it's one of those like like fool me once, like shame on you, kind of a thing. But fool me twice, like that mm-hmm. should be shame on everybody <laughs> else for allowing that to fly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I I know a bunch of people tried to reach out to CNZ and like, hey guys, like. Are you guys okay? Like yeah. do you know what you're getting into? Um, I, I think some there were some emails being sent out to like some people who had met the owner of Chaos Audio sending out like a cautionary like, hey, do you know who you're working with?
0: Well, I had a little back and forth with him in uh the Sixty Cycle Home group, and it was really defensive. It felt really defensive and uh, like a lot of sales speak on his part. He said, uh, the owner Landon said something along the lines of uh, my only concern is having a successful product launch, and I responded that really shouldn't be your only concern. This is a, for better or worse. This is a this is a very relationship driven industry where you are judged by the company you keep. He responded, "I feel like the quality of my products should be how I'm judged," and I responded, nope. "That's all well and good, but it's alarming that you, you can't, can't see dictate that would be. to your
1: customer base.
0: Yeah, you can't tell people you can't." And this is something that, like, I don't want to get into, like, a a gender spiel. But women get that you cannot make, you can't tell people how to judge you. I can't, I know that I cannot, like, tell people how to judge me. And because you're told that at a very young age. Like, you can dress whatever way you want. And if that's a certain way. Slut or not, people are gonna call you a slut. Sure. And you don't have a lot of control over that. And it's kind of the same thing here. So just I should probably just pull it up verbatim so I'm not putting words in his mouth. Um, but the gist of it was so he said our only concern is making sure Stratus, their product, is top tier when it's delivered in July. We're then getting hire our an next, engineer. We're getting our next 25 unit sample batch in a month for final testing, which is odd because in another video on their own page on YouTube, they said that all they want is to have a minimum viable product, not top tier product. So, okay, fine. So I responded, that shouldn't be your only concern. Honestly, I won't speak for the person who brought this up to everybody, but it's a small relationship driven industry where people definitely judge you for the company you keep. And he responded, Hey, I believe we should be judged by the quality of our products and care for our community. I know we will demonstrate this quality and care as the next few months progress. Feel free to hit me with any questions. I responded, that's well and good, but it's a pretty big red flag to bring in a guy who ran a company that just kept taking people's money without shipping products, especially when a big part, or part of that involved a Kickstarter. It's alarming that you can't see that.
1: Right. That tells me, one, I'm not personally... My choice will not be purchasing or trying out any of that equipment. I'm just 10 foot pole saying. No,
0: way. absolutely not. I'll make a, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking their money. I'm not taking their product. I'm not interested um, in that. I, I know that Andy from the guitar geek looked at it and I, he had, he found problems with it. Yeah.
1: Unrelated. Um, Go ahead. So obviously it's not like that's Josh's fault, but. I mean, that ensures a lot of people that you would want to be in a relationship-driven industry are not going to want to play ball, Um, whether that be demo artists, whether that be some of your, uh, like, because, you know, if you're going to bring that to market as a Kickstarter, you need some grill marketing going. And if there's enough people that put two and two together and who are active in the guitar forms, the kind of folks that you want to like, here's a free pedal and just like comment and like, tell all your friends about it. Um kind of thing, kind of like artist relations, but at a, at a more crowdsource level, I mean, that's going to be a lot harder to pull off. Uh, I mean, the, I don't think they're going to have to worry about vendors because it sounds like it's the sort of thing they're going direct to consumer, but if there's right. ever, yeah. yeah, if there's ever a desire to move to a, uh, working with vendors on distribution, that's going to be a really hard sell because, Vendors are the people that will remember this stuff for sure. You might be able to pull it off with a handful of direct-to-consumer fresh faces in the crowd, because it's a ever-evolving industry, and the the number of people in, who have joined the gear industry as um, like a as a consumer has grown quite a bit with the pandemic. So sure, mm-hmm. you've got some fresh faces out there. Congratulations! Don't let them down. I really mm-hmm. like. I genuinely hope yes. that this like doesn't turn into another round, because I don't wish that on anybody, but.
0: No, I mean I'm I get concerned when so they had they went way over their goal, which is concerning for on, on a Kickstarter. Kickstarters that go so far over their goal are more likely to fail than ones that just kind of meet or exceed their goal because it's so much harder to scale up. Sure, um, I don't think that people typically realize that when a Kickstarter just really just blows past its goal like that. That's it's not a mo money, necessarily a good thing. No money, more problems. Exactly. You get it. Right.
1: Because you've got staffing and, and a supply chain that's built out, or at least I you've, I ideated what that's going to look like in advance of the Kickstarter for that target amount. But once you blow past that, now it's questions of, do we need to outsource some of this? Do we need to hire new yeah. staff? Can we afford to upfront to make that happen? And is this the, and we're going to have to lay them off after the fact. So, therefore, make because you know, you get that big wave first. And then, what where are you going to actually land yeah. for long term sales?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's yeah. a, trying to balance a business like that rather than this is what we know we can hold and sustain, much, much more doable. Yeah. And outsourcing yeah. is typically more expensive, but is tech, it is more scalable, but then you lose more of your profit margin. And then, does it become worth it? These are the sorts of questions that you've got to be able to ask. Yeah. Um,
0: and this is one of those pedals that like Emily Hopkins just demoed that uh, it's one of those pedals that it's software, you hook it up to your phone and you kind of route other effects into it. I think it can like do up to five effects. And you put it on your board and you turn it on and it's those effects.
1: So it's like an H- H- HX HX.mini?
0: Kind of. Yeah. And, but... What happens if, heaven forbid, the company goes under? Then you have a 200 to $300 paperweight.
1: I mean, yeah, that could be said for a lot of digital things.
0: That could be said for a lot of digital things. But that literally just happened for the pedal that Emily Hopkins demoed. like <laughs> Because she left a bad demo and the guy nuked the whole company. Like, what do what oh, you yeah. do? What do you do?
1: I mean, like, you, I'm you not saying it's going to happen. Don't here, update but the just... firmware and yeah, play it until it dies. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. don't rely on it for a tour if it can't be replaced.
0: It's an interesting idea, but um, sure. I also liked looking at their Kickstarter and they had like some similar products and all of their like it was like the check X X X. But if the other product had also a check mark unlike theirs, which their check mark was like blue and purple or whatever their colors are. The other, oh, yeah, check, mark would just, the other check mark would just be gray. <laughs> so it wouldn't stand out. It would still look like an X to like a visual on a visual like scan. Like, Oh, they must not have that. Well, actually that's an, that's a check mark, not an X.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, uh, guys, no, I, yeah. I just pulled up that chart right now. And this is, that's just that's- this feels misleading to an exceeding degree. So it's like intuitive UI is one of the things that they're looking for. Like, Define intuitive.
0: Yeah. That, no. That's so
1: subjective. Uh, expanding effects platform.
0: They're saying Zoom doesn't have an expanding effects
2: platform. The,
1: the multi stomp can be a reprogram. People have played around. I mean, granted that's like voiding all warranty, uh, but there's also different. There's enough in there where you don't really need to expand on it. So like it, it, that implies that the oh. the ability to expand on it, that just tells me that they're in working in progress and building out more effects, whereas the other two companies have already built in everything that they want.
0: Yeah, which you have to do because you're a new company and Zoom has been around for decades.
1: Yep. Next one, fully customizable. What metric, how do you define that metric? How
0: do you define that, the that fully is, part of that?
1: Yeah, that's super vague. Yeah. Uh, five minute looper. Congratulations. Oh, that's
0: a very long looper.
1: That is a very long looper. That's cool. There you go. We nice. we have awesome. we we have some a metric that is that's a good measurable, metric, yeah. A plus. But it doesn't tell us what the other ones are because if it, one of the other ones has four minutes and thirty seconds, like that functionally that's close enough. Yeah. So I I, I, I have some follow-up though. questions, but sure. Like that that feels less misleading as a metric. And then the last one is full effects chain. Oh
0: sure.
1: Give okay. that what define full again. It's fully effects chain, meaning like this is your one, your one device that you can run an entire gig on. Yeah, that's what uh,
0: I'm saying because you can do like five effects that you can reprogram and move around and stuff. It is like an it's like an HX Stomp Mini,
1: and that gives us the check mark for the Zoom Multi Stomp on that. And so I, I, I would just be curious what but, they're. But at. it's
0: not. But it's not. It's not a color. It's it's still grayed out.
1: Oh sure. I mean, it, this is <laughs> maybe that's the sort of. You know, like kind of that awkwardly like growth hacky mindset of we're going to just like talk right past the point and hope mm-hmm. people don't notice. And, you know, like that might work for some people. For other people in an industry that's, you know, founded on a lot of trust, that's not going to fly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, best mm-hmm. of luck to them. I also think it's funny that their logo looks kind of like the new Meta logo.
0: Just oh, more angular. yeah. Yeah. I mean, i I hadn't been... I hadn't really heard of them before all this. So, I, I, I think mean, there's
1: there's potential here, but sure. So, like, it, if I were to you know give some advice to the owner of the company, it it looks like they've got a decent product. It looks like they've got potential, and the part that they're going to really run into is any of the engineering stuff. So, hire an engineer. Don't don't hire someone for marketing for a product that uh, might need a little bit more help hire an engineer and hire a business partner that can help you scale up.
0: I wonder which, um, Kickstarter marketing firm they hired to help them get, <clears throat> um, you know, $138,000 in Kickstarter money because I have to imagine that they, they hired somebody.
1: <clears throat> uh, I mean, it's
0: for PR or something.
1: Could I be somebody for PR. Uh, it's not like I want this this guy to fail. I don't really want any company to fail. I don't want, anybody, I don't to want anybody to fail. Well, some but, people I want to fail. I want one person um,
0: associated with this to not.
1: <sighs> I, I. I just. I am very concerned about Tech that association. Farms
0: tenant. Oh, they're partisan called Tech Farms.
1: Yep, Tech Farm. I uh, Josh is on the the team there. He's a marketing manager there. Yep, I found that in his SEL. It's we row tech companies.
0: Yep, that, that explains a lot. So there's
1: your Ooh. there's your explanation.
0: Tech Farms Capital. TechNita. M U L strapping tools manufacturer.
2: Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah so um, it looks like they had a first uh, Kickstarter campaign that failed back in late 2020 regathered and relaunched. but yeah I mean I, I just I, I hope they figure it out. Mm-hmm.
1: Kickstarter I- has potential. I just don't see it working out too often. It fails more often than it does because it, it's it's like a miniature wow, I just want to go get water for my voice and it's already back
0: <laughs> frog in his throat, <clears> throat> it's an uh, allergy season in seattle already the uh, trees are blooming and uh yikes they're starting to yum yeah that's yeah. great um yeah you know i just think that you need to understand that you it's 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 all it's a lot about the company you keep sometimes. And sometimes there are people in different industries that bring up really bad feelings with a yep. lot of consumers and people in that community. And you're not caring for that community if you bring those people into your business.
1: Right. It'd be like, you know, bringing back Louis C.K. to a set. I mean, it's like, sure, like... He can be funny. He's good at his job. But do you really want to do that to everybody that's going to be involved?
0: When there are other options, Um, like, you don't, that's not like, if that's your, that's not your only option, is the thing. Right. But they probably, you know, they're young. They didn't know. Let's.
1: And they're trying to to backpedal because they're already in. They probably have a contract signed. Something like that. Yeah. So they Money spent.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> cool.
1: Do your research, folks.
0: Ask around. Ask around a little bit more. Have
1: mentors that you trust oh. that have been doing what you want to do for longer than you have.
0: Yeah. Ask around. Check references, not their references, other references. Uh, reference. It's check so there. much.
1: Yeah, it's off. So much better to. To ask around and find out, and usually not as great to fuck around and find out. No. So.
0: No. Oh my God. Oh man. Cool. That's so a, that's
1: my pithy quote for the week. Uh,
0: pithy quotes. Uh, so, <laughs> talk about something completely different that everyone's going to care about. Hard pivot.
1: Uh, pivot.
0: There's a conspiracy theory in music that's happening. That is really interesting to me. I love a good musical conspiracy theory.
2: Okay. And
0: this one involves hear me out. Dua Lipa. She's British. She is British and Dua Lipa is actually her real name. Kind of blows my mind, but she has that song levitating Mm -hmm. and the hook is, Something like da 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 da. So the hook is a dotted eighth note followed by a sixteenth note da 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 over like a Charleston rhythm, right? Yeah. Well, she got sued by um a Florida ska band or reggae band, a Florida reggae band called Article Sound System, saying that they ripped off one of she ripped off one of their songs and on the head, you're like, where the shit is Dua Lipa going to hear a Florida reggae band.
2: Sure. And
0: you're like, okay, this is going to be thrown out because you have to have one of the things to win a plagiarism cases. You have to have access. Right. So is there any chance that Dua Lipa could have heard the song? So like if Tom Petty's estate or suing like uh, Ed Sheeran for a copyright violation, yeah, that makes Ed sense. Sheeran, yeah, Ed Sheeran's heard Tom Petty. There's access. Uh, if if I'm suing Ed Sheeran for copyright violation, there's no access. Like Ed Sheeran has I never don't know. heard he, my music.
1: He did film a music video in down in uh, in Georgetown <laughs> on Airport Strip,
0: where I never, never am. Uh, where yeah. I never yeah. am. Um. So it's actually
1: kind of a fun place to go drinking, but
0: yeah. And that's a fun fact. That's why a lot of um, record companies don't take unsolicited demos and they have a policy of just destroying them um, because that eliminates access just in case. Mm. Um, because then you can't say, Oh, this other artist on this label did have access because I sent their label a demo of that song five years ago. Yep. And it's like similar Then the label can say, actually, we have a policy of just destroying unsolicited demos. And that wasn't unsolicited demo. It was destroyed per our policy.
1: Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Safest thing to do. Um, it got more interesting when Article Sound System says, but our album was number two on the Billboard reggae charts in 2017. And uh, her song was written in
1: 2018.
0: Oh. mm. Oh shit, that makes it, that makes access a little bit murkier.
1: It does. Is she into reggae?
0: Maybe, maybe one, maybe herself or one of the writers, the writers is into reggae. It's likely uh, that they were. Um. So that, I, I want to
1: hear the song that was ripped off,
0: allegedly ripped off. That's where it gets even more interesting. Oh.
1: It's
0: hard. It's really hard to find this song. It's, it was actually really hard to find the song because it's. They're like Boom. it's been on. They're like it's been on all the streaming services since twenty seventeen. Then why can't I find them on the streaming services? I, the most likely thing is they most likely pulled them before they, um, before they uh, uh, sued. But. Why? You, That's part of the conspiracy. Um, but you can find it on SoundCloud. Like who is they,
1: like the reggae band or like the band, Lipa's people?
0: The band or the lawyers. Um, but you can find it on SoundCloud with a timestamp from four years ago. But with SoundCloud, you can replace song files. You can't replace song files seamlessly without replacing the date and timestamp yeah. on the streaming services. You can do that with SoundCloud.
1: the thick plattons
0: mhm mhm the thick Plottins, uh um the plick thought-ins. and so that's interesting that you can't find a time stamped version of this song anywhere seemingly except for SoundCloud where you can just slip in any old mp3 or wave file and keep your time stamp But what's interesting is the only part that's similar to the Dua Lipa song is seconds, like, I think it's 20 to 30 in this, in this song. And then the rest of the song is just someone going like, oh, yeah, for like two whole minutes. And I get angry about it because I'm like, if these idiots... Did't know that like that was the best part of their song and then they just go oh yeah for like the next two minutes of it or whatever I'm yeah, like yeah, they kind of yeah. deserve it. they don't deserve like a cut in my opinion that's just me um but also <laughs> this band released an album last month and you have to wonder like why so why didn't they sue back in 2020 when when Duolipa song was released because they released an album last month and they can sue now. And get a lot of attention and maybe get some more streams and attention on their new album.
1: That doesn't realistically shake out like the cost yeah, benefit. Does. Yeah, it does. Sure, it does. Because you got like suing someone's not cheap.
0: It's, it's cheap when it's your label doing the suing. Or your publisher. All
1: right, so what you're insinuating allegedly is it appears that I'm not that
0: insinuating anything. I'm repeating a I'm repeating a conspiracy theory that all I right. heard.
1: So what the conspiracy theory is is that they didn't actually like the song didn't actually have the hook in there. They've gone back, pulled it from all streaming platforms, and they have replaced a SoundCloud file that they'll probably use with that you can tamper with after the fact to try and. When a court case. Yeah. That's, that's the is not the, <laughs> the word, but like the rewriting is, history digitally.
0: What the thing is, is that even if they released it, even if, if this song was on the record, even if Dua Lipa had access and heard it, because these songs, they're in the same key The tempo is like three to four beats per minute off of each other. Same chord, same key. You you can play them over each other and it sounds the same. It is so bad. I do not think they should win because they both stole it from Rosa Parks by Outkast. It's, 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 it's the same. It's
1: the fucking thing. <clears throat> I'm pulling this up now.
0: Cause they both go. Cause it's just it's it's like uh. To Rosa
1: Parks. Alright, so I just listened through a little bit of it on the YouTubes. I kinda see where you're getting that from.
0: You only kinda of see it. You only kinda of see, kind see it. only kinda see it. Alright, let me let me pull something up. Alright. Alright, let me
2: pull <laughs> oh is that the part the outcast song yeah
1: oh yeah that's pretty uh, I didn't get that far into it no actually
0: actually Andrew that was all three songs the same clip played back to back then back and then all together at once do you want to hear it again
1: a five, four, four, four in a Charleston rhythm.
0: Okay.
2: I'm going
0: to credit it's Adam Neely on TikTok for that one.
1: Yep, that's uh it's pretty hard to deny.
0: So Article Sound system should not win this court case. And Outcast will not sue. <laughs> it's it's sort of like so. Do you know who Heinlein was, the the author Heinlein?
1: Not off the top of my head now.
0: So, um, he invented the waterbed, but he didn't patent it because mm. he didn't want to make waterbeds, so anybody could wake up make a waterbed. If you if you if you invent something and you don't copyright it or trademark it, it doesn't mean someone else can come in and copyright it or trademark it <laughs> necessarily. I mean, maybe they can if they're assholes.
1: <laughs> but, sure.
0: Uh but you can if you can go back and prove actually you didn't invent that. And that's what happens sometimes in these pat in these really famous um patent troll cases, is that yeah, somebody yeah. can go back and be like, well, actually, I know you filed a patent on this, but you didn't invent this. Uh the yep. patent gets thrown out.
1: Good, as it should be. Mm.
0: So I would assume the same could be said for here. Well, actually, no, I didn't steal this from you. I took the inspiration it's more of an interpolation of
2: a Outcast. previous song. Yep.
0: Yeah. And also you can't copyright a dotted eighth note followed by a sixteenth note over three chords. That's that is that would that the, the, the ramifications of saying that's copyrightable across the music industry would be near catastrophic. Sure. I don't think Ed Sheeran should have given Tom Petty songwriting credit. <laughs> I think that was a bad idea. I don't think the Marvin Gate estate should have won their court case against uh, "Blurred Lines." And I don't like Robin Thicke nor that song. Um, you can't you can't copyright a groove. That's just he was right. I paid it, but he was right. Because he asked for permission to use a sample, was denied permission, so he made his own similar-sounding groove, and they sued him for making something that sounded similar? That's stupid. Right. He made something different that sounded similar, because it was an homage. It wasn't even interpolation.
1: Right. It's like saying, like, okay, like, you made a waterbed, but I'm going to make a waterbed that's bouncy. (laughs) By putting spring water in it. What you going to do about it?
0: I mean, it's a water bed. That's not, but that's still a water bed. It'd be more like, okay, well, I'm it's a going to spring make
1: water joke. Okay,
0: okay. It'd be more like saying, I'm going to make a Jello bed with gelatin in it. Okay, that's diff- that sounds different. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: certainly that's...
0: sounds different. Or an ice bed. I'm going to make a frozen water bed.
1: Oh, that reminds me. I was at a restaurant last night. And it, and it, you know, went to go use the restroom on the way out, and the urinal was just filled with ice, and I'm so confused.
0: Haven't you ever seen... Um, she's... No. What was that movie with Rob Schneider? She's the man? No. That was with Amanda Bynes. I, I think I must, no the one where he switches places with a woman's body it's like freaky friday remember. but what? <laughs> i think it must have just been on comedy central like all the time <laughs> what am i thinking of oh god i wish i wasn't thinking of it i don't know what purpose that would serve
1: it is super strange.
0: Uh, but I know that's a thing. I've heard of it. Yeah. But I just, like, I don't know. I, I don't think that they should win. You can't copyright. You can't copyright that rhythm. Because it's just, it just seems like such a basic rhythm, rhythmic so, structure.
1: Oh, yeah. It, basic rhythmic structure. I mean, that would be like trying to copyright four on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's not okay. But there
0: have to be like basics in music that everybody can do. Otherwise, we're just robbing anybody the ability to have like creativity.
1: Right. I mean, it brings up the question of where do you draw the line, and yeah. uh, I mean, it that's kind of a nebulous question. I'd almost rather reframe it as looking at other industries as a cautionary tale of how the legal part of it turns into its own industry. I mean, so you look at the tech industry and the amount of uh, patent and copyright that gets filed from any major tech company, and then they're constantly using it to go back and forth or looking at old patents from like 2005 for an old program and then trying to reinterpret it so they can sue for a product that was created in 2019 and try and get it shut down. It's like that constant back Mm -hmm. and forth. It's just, it's kind of like a... Like a Cold War arms race, kind of just everyone's just kind of building up like this level of mutually assured destruction, but it's not really mutually assured destruction. It's just the, well, if, if you do this, then I'm just going to, I'm also going to do the same thing. And
0: yeah, it's like someone trying to, to level
1: up and dump money into it.
0: Well, someone tried to make a software that created every possible melody known to man so nobody could sue anybody for melodic copyright. Anymore, and they put it up as fair use. I'm like, but that would never hold up in court because no. of access, and also that's yep. stupid. <laughs> it's like, noble, stupid. but
1: I-, I call that noble, uh, maybe misguided, but there's a nobility to it. Uh, I, but as,
0: you know, some people should like some people. Because there is still theft sometimes. Sure. Obviously, like George Harrison, dead ass, so, he stole the whole song on accident, but he did. He stole accident. my sweet, he stole my sweet Lord. He did. He admits it. Sure. Like, it happens.
1: It does. It, it does happen. but it, That question of where do we draw the line? Um I think it should be informed partially by, you know, the, the concept of, like, if somebody owns a song, like, they own a song. Yeah. You want to be respectful of people, but then also recognizing that if you lean too far into it, it starts to become uh, a, a stick measuring contest that just never ends. Yeah. Starts to circle down, and it, it doesn't work. That's going to ruin things. And – Maybe it's just because it's getting more public publications lately, but <clears throat> seeing more of that starting to happen, I think, is concerning because I, I, I don't want to see it turn into a, you know, continue to devolve into corporate cash grab of just lawyers being lawyers back and forth, back and forth with no meaningful mm-hmm. end in sight. Yeah.
2: <clears throat>
1: so, true. That's uh, my read.
2: That's
0: a good one. It's fair. But anyway, access or not, listen to Outcast. <laughs> you didn't you, you couldn't tell you couldn't tell you couldn't even tell. You couldn't you couldn't even tell where, where one was stopping and one was starting.
1: Nope. No. Yeah, that's pretty uh, that's pretty blatant.
2: Yeah. Just
0: pretty seamless. And again, and the article sound system—it's like ten seconds of that, and then two minutes of.
1: <laughs> well. They have a um, new
0: album out, though. They want you to know about it.
1: And uh, we call that growth hacking.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about Josh. Like, I just.
1: There's nothing left to say. We probably gave him too much publication as it is, even with our little, uh, (laughs) with our follower base. So
2: (sighs) I've got
1: it on my system. I'm going to move on.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it anymore.
1: I I just, I also won't be surprised if, you know, we get another nine months from now and it's like, oh, this Kickstarter fell apart. Nobody delivered and took the money and ran.
0: I hope that doesn't happen for everybody involved. I thought you were going to say I wouldn't be surprised if another nine months from now there's some other young entrepreneur with an idea of some sort hires him not knowing what he did.
1: Find a mentor in the industry that you want to work in who's been in it for a significant period of time. Significant is subjective, but find someone who at least knows the lay of the land and help get can guide you in mm-hmm. and don't buy na- don't be naive enough to think that you are not naive. There's no amount of business savvy that makes up for not knowing what you're getting into in terms of a new industry connections history, mm-hmm. because especially with an industry, that's a ton of super small companies. It's impossible to keep up with the historical accuracy, even just going back a year or two yeah. for who's been involved in what.
0: Go look go read some old Reddit threads. Cause Reddit threads are harder to bury than Google search results.
1: Yep. It's true. Yep. I mean employers usually check out your social media before they hire you for a reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Some companies go a lot deeper. This is true, <clears throat> and uh, for a small company that can't afford to have a bad connection, it's worth the extra time, even if you're uh, feeling the burden of we got to hire somebody quick.
0: Yeah, so hire somebody right. Like they don't have to be perfect, but they have to be better than better than that. Like it's, I mean, it's my- He's he's hurt a lot of people. Is the thing? Yes. It's not that people are mad about their money getting stolen. There's there's deeper hurt there, and I just don't think that he knows. And I it, it I just I'm just not. Hopefully, getting. the dynamics
1: different with him being an outside consultant coming in. Mm-hmm. But I guess he's also now on staff, so I don't know.
0: He's not on staff.
1: Well, that's, Wait, that's actually it.
0: Doesn't seem that way. That's what I've been told by someone else. So allegedly, he's I not think on he staff. put it on his link. I was told by someone else who talked to him that he's not on staff; that he was a consultant. But, um, everybody who talks to this guy, this this leader, this person who runs this company, just gets a runaround. But everyone implies that Josh is just working on a visual brand and social media. So don't please guys don't harass the company. I don't think feel like I should have to say that, but I know in the world I do root for the company to do well, please don't root for people to fail for the love of God. Be cool. So yeah, that's all I've got. Um, Well, that's all I've got for this week. Please check out, my demo today or Tuesday of a pedal that is dope as hell. Really fun, really fun stuff. Andrew, you got anything? Patreon.
1: Patreon would be good. I. Uh,
0: we have a Patreon rate review on iTunes.
1: Yep. We got shirts. We got hats.
0: Shirts and hats.
1: But I mean, Patreon's a big thing because, you know, I actually want to get to know all of y'all.
0: Yeah, because if you sub- sub- subscribe at the $5 level or above, uh, you get access to our exclusive Discord server.
1: It's a it's a great community.
0: It's a good community. Um, very good. Best community. And it's not too overwhelming. So, uh, well, everybody out there, thanks for watching.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily.
1: And my name is Andrew. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs)